we come together today to worship our Lord. And as we worship, may we feel God's love, grace and peace within our lives. Let us pray. Eternal God, you call us to this time and this place. You call us to still our minds and to gather our thoughts, to see the immensity of all you give to us. For you are the giver of life in all its fullness, the giver of gifts beyond compare, the giver of more than we can imagine, more than we can comprehend. So we come before you now. Accept the worship of our hearts, we pray. Amen. As we continue in worship, we sing, Christ is the world's light, he and none other. As we continue in worship, we offer our prayers of thanksgiving and our prayers of confession. Let us pray. Gracious God, for all you have poured out upon us, we give you thanks. For your word that has inspired and fed your people. For those who have had the vision to record it, the skill to translate it and the presence to share it, we give you thanks. For your love that has surrounded and enfolded us, that has given us joy, confirmed our faith, 
nurtured our love and given us enduring hope in the gift of the promise of eternal life. We give you thanks. To you be your praise and glory for ever and ever. Amen. And our prayer of confession. Lord Jesus Christ, we come now to you in sorrow for our selfishness, in regret for our greed, in despair over our blindness and deafness to the needs of those around us. We come with penitent hearts and we seek your forgiveness and your blessing to make us more generous, more giving, more able to see and more willing to listen. Amen. And an assurance of forgiveness. Our God of generosity forgives those who truly repent. Our God lifts the burdens from our hearts and the blindness from our eyes and sets us free to be the people we are called to be. Amen. And we unite those prayers as we pray the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Sometimes in life we struggle. Sometimes we find it hard to give. Sometimes we find it hard to receive. And we come together now to sing. For those times when we do struggle. Father, I place into your hands. Father, I place into your hands the things that I can do. Father, I place into your hands the times that I've been through. Father, I place into Father, I want to 
The readings will now be read to us by Carol Sellers. The reading is from Kings, chapter 17, verses 8 to 16. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath, in the region of Sidon, and stay there. I have instructed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away, and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah, and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. The Gospel reading is from Mark chapter 12, verses 38 to 44. Warning against the teachers of the law. As he taught, Jesus said, Watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes, and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honour at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. The Widow's Offering Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a few pence. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything all she had to live on. Let us sing once more. Give thanks with a grateful heart.
thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. How do we give of ourselves to God? And what does God, giving to God mean within our lives? To me, giving to God can be through the service of others. This could involve the sacrificial giving of ourselves, which could include the sharing of our knowledge, the giving of our time, the giving of our abilities, or even giving of our finances. We all have so many ways in which we can give of ourselves to help people around us. We do not have to know someone in order to help them. Sometimes we hear about someone or something whose situation speaks to us and our response is to give in any way we can. Elisha was a prophet of God. He was tasked and equipped to speak God's word to the people of Israel. It was a word they often did not want to hear. Many prophets have been rejected by the people, yet still they continue to speak God's word. They could do no more or no less than they felt they had been called to do. At the time of Elijah, Ahab was the king of Israel. As such, he should have been worshipping and following God. Instead, he had chosen to follow his wife Jezebel, who worshipped Baal. Elisha confronted Ahab about this and told him to turn back to God. Instead of doing so, Ahab allowed his wife Jezebel to kill or imprison God's prophets. Because of this, Elijah had to flee for his life. He headed to Zarephath in the territory of the Phoenicians, where Baal was also worshipped. At that time, God had brought a severe drought on Israel, which also affected Zarephath, and many, many people were starving. Elijah had fled from his own people to a people who worshipped Baal. Yet it was here he found a welcome and an acceptance. Upon entering Zarephath, he met a widow getting some water. He asked her for some water and when she gave it to him, 
He then asked for some food. Because of the drought, the woman had only enough food to provide herself and her son with a meal. This food was a small amount of flour and some oil. Knowing this, Elijah said to her, prepare me a small loaf and then prepare some for you and your son. God will not let your flour or oil run out until the rains come. The woman put her trust in Elijah and her faith in God. She gave out of what little she had left to Elijah and as promised, she did not run out of food before the rains came. Elisha remained with her and her son throughout his stay in Zarephath. It must have been really scary for that woman to give even a small amount from the last of her food to a stranger. Yet she recognised something in Elijah and she swore by his God that what she said was true. We do not know whether she worshipped Baal or God or maybe she didn't worship anything or anybody at all. All we know is that she had recognised something godly in Elisha and in that she had put her trust. How many people are willing to share out of their poverty? The story in Elisha is about faith and about the giving of yourself to help somebody you do, do not know. This is sacrificial giving. The reading we heard from Mark is also based on sacrificial giving. Jesus had been watching the religious leaders in the temple and he saw avarice in some of these men. Some were very wealthy and power hungry. They wanted to be seen as important and so they put on a show so that others could see their importance. Seeing this, Jesus called his disciples together and he began to teach them the godly way to give. He pointed out that the wealthy were giving out of what they had and that they were making a great show of their giving. Then he pointed out a poor woman. She had extremely little. Yet Jesus pointed out that she gave everything she had to God. It wasn't the amount she gave that was important to Jesus. She had made no show of her giving, but Jesus knew that even though she gave only a few small coins, it was very costly to her. Through her giving, she showed just how much she loved God. She gave all she had for that week. We do not know what happened to the woman, but she is always remembered because Jesus chose to use her giving and to teach his disciples and us about the difference between those who supposedly loved God and gave some of what they had and the poor woman who demonstrated her true love of God by giving all she had that week. How do we show our love of God through our giving? We are free to offer what we want to offer to God. But what can we offer? As I said from the start, to me, giving to God can be through offering service to others. The sacrificial giving of ourselves the giving of our knowledge, the giving of our time, the giving of our abilities, or the giving from our wealth. We do not have to know someone in order to help them. Sometimes we hear about someone or something whose situation speaks to us, and our response is to give in any way we can. This is a story that spoke to me recently. On the 23rd of October, three dads, Andrew Airy, Mike Palmer, and Tim Owen,
completed a sponsored walk from Cumbria via Manchester to Norfolk. They were walking between each other's homes and they became known as the Free Dads Walking. Altogether they travelled 300 miles in 15 days. This was to raise money for and to highlight the charity Papyrus UK. Papyrus UK is the Parents Association for the Prevention of Young Suicide. This charity helps support people who are considering taking their own lives and also helps to support families who have lost a loved one through suicide. Each one of these three men had lost a daughter to suicide and they carried their daughter's photos with them every step of their journey. These men had found each other over the internet where they found support from each other. They had found in each other someone they could talk to, someone who understood where they were and how they were feeling. Each of these men wanted to fundraise £3,000 each for the charity that had supported them. Yet each of these men raised far more than that and did far more than that. They gave of their time, yet they ended up giving far more. On their journey, other people who had suffered loss through suicide came to them and told their stories. Some of these people and some of these stories were over 70 years old and the pain had still remained with them. These three men had opened up a way for others to realise they were not alone and that there were many people who were also struggling with grief. The grief of an unexplained loss. They had all found a way to speak of their grief and of the people that they had lost. I do not know whether any of these men had a faith in God or not. What I do know is that these men were giving of themselves to help others and through that giving they were receiving support themselves. Loving God means loving our neighbour, whoever and wherever they are. When people reach out to each other, it makes a tremendous difference. Both of the readings we heard were about poor women. One was preparing to die with her son. The other entered the temple and gave all her money for the, that week to God. Neither had anything left to live on, yet they both gave out of what little they had, and they gave it to God. The first lady was rewarded by her jars of flour and oil not running out whilst Elijah remained with them. They were given enough to live on. We do not know what happened to the other lady, apart from the fact she has been immortalised in the Bible for all of us to learn from. When the Bible was first written in English, some wealthy people began to think about their giving. Port Sunlight was built from the Lever Brothers' wealth in order to improve the living standards of their workers. Various other big companies did similar projects all across the country. Quaker George Cadbury and his brother built the Bourneville housing estate in Birmingham. Joseph Roundtree did similar in York. These are people who had a lot but were willing to give out of their wealth to improve the health of their workforces. It is our choice in what we give and how we give. We all live in different situations yet out of whatever we have we can all give something to God. Giving doesn't have to cost much financially 
Giving could be supporting somebody who is in difficulty. Listening to somebody even though you may have heard the same story several times over. Taking the time to do something to help somebody in any way. Making a cup of tea and taking the time to listen. Or supporting people like the free men walking for charity. When we give of ourselves to others, we give to God. What can you give to God? What can we give to the Lord? We give our voice, so we come together to sing once more. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee.
We come together now to offer our prayers for others. Let us pray. Generous God, we live together within communities. There are communities in our churches, in our families, in our schools and in our neighbourhoods. And these are places we, where we learn that we are stronger together. You created people in your own image, so amazing and capable of so much that is good, yet also capable of going the wrong way and choosing the wrong thing. Give us ears to listen to one another, hearts to care for each other's pain, and hands ready to heal the hurts of our world. As world leaders meet to discuss climate change, may your spirit of truth and justice lead the way to a more compassionate, a more equal and a simpler way of life. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Generous God, you give us all that we need for life. May we learn to live with the same generosity that you show to us, using the resources for our need, not for our greed, and offering what we can to improve the lives of people who struggle. May we never be closed to the parts of the world that are troubled, or closed to the sufferings caused by our greed in the developed world. Give us and our world leaders generosity of spirit, so that we can walk in another person's shoes. May we begin to see that we share one home, and that our actions can improve or damage life chances for others. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Generous God, you count the hairs on our head and care for the smallest of the creatures on the earth. May we live as though our days belong to you, using the gifts of our time and our talents to serve our neighbour and make a difference in the world. May we hear the cry of those in pain. We place into your hands people who are ill and we ask for your healing. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. And loving God, we pray for all in need of consolation, all who need to know that hope is never lost, that with you even our deepest sorrows can be borne. We remember not just those in the news, nationally or internationally, but those whose quiet need is no less acute, those around us and known to us whom we lift to you in silence now. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Amen. Our final hymn is When We Walk With The Lord. Let us always trust and obey.
generous God, make us generous. Make us generous in joy and generous in love. Help us remember what we have done today. Remind us every day that we need to share our love for you with others, that we need to give and live generously. For you are our generous God. You are our God. Be with each one of us and all whom we love this week and always. So let us go now in the peace of God's love.